Oh, you were faster. He is slow. Too slow! Looks like we're we're back. We're good. Welcome back to hour two with, like it or not, with Big Ben Shady and Keep It Down with Whiskey Nick. Yes. Hey! <laughs> we are back for hour two. We are going to focus on Tupac this time. Yes. <laughs> By focus on Tupac, I mean we'll get six minutes in and fuck the whole show up again. <laughs> that, uh, our, inter our, <laughs> our intermission brought to you by our sponsors. I have to pee, so do I. Let's get another drink. And Baby Let Yoda. Let me a cigar, Baby Yoda. <laughs> yep. Captain Morgan. Captain Morgan in the house. I got a new cigar. I got a Nika Lee Ray box pressed. Yummy. And mm, these Pepsi chips are good. Zero sugar. <laughs> Donnie V and Nufo G still hanging out with us. Welcome back, guys. Thanks. Thank you. You got to get enough falling asleep. <laughs> I'm not that old yet. Well, I got a decade on you, dude. <laughs> decade. It awfully sound like dick and then a mumble. Yeah. Decade is the undercoat. He's Sunday night me more 3.0 coming soon. <laughs> coming soon. 3.7. Z3. Yeah. yeah, we'll give it some stupid number. 3.921. No, 3.145. I was thinking pie. Uh-huh. Plus max ultra. Three, three, yeah. three pie. <laughs> so is, that, is that a symbol? Yeah, pie? I think we could do. We just do S N M W pie. Yeah. Oh God, that would be awesome. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, but the bows wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and Rachel would think of me about her. <laughs> oh man. Oh, stinky. Which you've seen the pie. Yeah. Um, Watching some Godzilla classics. Terror of Mecha Godzilla on the Comet Network. There we go. Hour two, disc Very two. Fitting. How Very about that? Fitting. I like that. From the All Eyes on Me CD. All right. Going back through my notes here. I've got Johnny Cash. Shot a boy named Sue in the eye. In Reno. Okay. All right. Let's get back to Tupac. Let's go on. <laughs> let's take it right to it. Call me Mr. The, the, Tangent. The, the show will naturally just derail. It's what we do here at Keep It Down. Let's try and keep it serious. Like it or not. Uh, my nickname for the show is Mr. Tangent. <laughs> Any questions? Anything? Where were we? <laughs> How were babies born? We were... <laughs> a stork. We were... You fucked a stork? <laughs> I think was it MGM we left that time? Right before the fight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Three minutes. <laughs> drunk stork from Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> the drunk stork. That's a wrong baby. <laughs> Anybody ever watch? Uh, it was on Adult Swim. No. Drinky Crow. No. Oh, I think it maybe lasted one year. It was hilarious though. <laughs> anyway, ever since Powerpuff Girls. What? <laughs> I gotta say, ever get, since. That's my catchphrase. Ever since. <laughs> <laughs> okay, MGM, we're up, Big Ben. MGM Casino, give it to Las us, Vegas. Give it to us. Come on, I'm keeping us. What do we got? We're on. Who shot? Okay. okay. Who shot JR? Who shot JR? What? We're at the boxing match. Okay, before that, you got into an argument. We were talking. Well, uh, I think right after. Hey. 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 Lord, what's going on? I told her we just started hour number two. Welcome. We're getting naked. There's a lot of information. <laughs> Jesus, Larry, come on. Larry. Larry. <laughs> I told her. What'd you tell me? 
I told her. Okay. Um, it's 11 o'clock on the dot. I'm in my drop top, like cruising the streets. <laughs> so what, what argument is what started that in the casino? I think it was against Frogger and uh, Defender, which was the better video game. Frogger. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know where to go. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the show at this point. <laughs> I'm lost. I'm lost. Yeah. Drew a point. <laughs> you, you, you could hear the mouse on the, on the, on the, on the hamster, and then we all go, nah, nah. <laughs> I'd rather be up his ass. Is his name Orlando Anderson? Speaking of Froggers. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Briar. Oh, beer's coming back up. <laughs> hey, keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> Is Bill Crosby coming in this episode? <laughs> Eat some pudding. <laughs> oh. I peed a little. <laughs> All right, let's get to the damn show already. <laughs> <coughs> More liquid encouragement. <laughs> prior to the, prior to the fight that time. We're staring at you. <laughs> He's yelling. He wants us to shut up. <laughs> I can see into that. I'm laughing so There's hard. A little maggot again. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard I'm sweating. <laughs> we lost our two wings. <laughs> okay, thank you for being here for my last appearance. <laughs> this podcast sucks all the time is giggling. <laughs> Those damn gummies. <laughs> Why didn't you bring them? CBD production. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> we can't even get are to you going to start? You didn't think that Fox produced that our podcast? I've been waiting here for a while. Where the fuck are you? <laughs> That's what she said. People, people are going to think that podcast fake news. <laughs> we lost their sponsorship on Omaha Steaks. <laughs> podcast is fake news. I just now. ordered some too. <laughs> Fuck them. They're getting rerouted. Send it back. <laughs> Put the cow back together. Let's go for Roomba next. <laughs> Clean up this fucking mess of a show. Our podcast is fake news now. <laughs> it really is like it or not. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it or not. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Out of here. <laughs> okay, it hurts now. <laughs> Take it out. All this damn laughing. If I wake up at two in the morning with stomach cramps, I'm waking somebody up. I'm calling somebody in the morning. There's <laughs> waiting for me to talk. <laughs> I'm sorry. We can't even get the words out now. We're just giggling. We just got different things. There's veins in his head. Popping. <laughs> <laughs> you look at his head or his penis? I know. <laughs> you can't get a chubby with all that blood thrown to his head. <laughs> <laughs> this ladies and gentlemen will be the last episode. <laughs>
That was a great visual joke. For those of you that got to see it at home, stop hacking my cameras. There, I got my joke in, okay. Oh, man. Should I put this on TikTok? Explode. <laughs> 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 Not the first time. <laughs> no. Vans are popping in the back of his head too. Oh, man. <sighs> Aneurysm. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh. oh man. All right. Well, I'll be here all week. Try the deal. <laughs> it might be a good idea to edit. We're gonna have to go next week. Oh no, no. <laughs> Can you start? <laughs> He's trying. He's, He's trying, trying to. <laughs> he can't do it. Right, hey, everybody hold their breath for five seconds. <laughs> you kids can't concentrate, can you? <laughs> you can't do it with everybody staring. Woo. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Are you calm now? Are you all right? <laughs> you get a... Blow up. Behave, I'm Don. staring so hard that I'm blowing O-ring there. Behave, Don. I'll get Rachel up here. Oh, man. Well, she got the COVID. <laughs> Rachel never stays home. That's the least of the worries. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, nice. Hi. All right. <laughs> Need a shower. I'm all sweaty. Okay. All right. All right, Don. Okay. All right. I'm done. I'm waiting for you. Hey, Raven. Oh, the dog's down here. Hi. Now we got the dog here. again. Woof, woof, woof. Uh oh. Now going to get gas now. Yeah. <laughs> so Sit. prior to the fight. Sit. Sit. Well, let's, let's Call do... again. I'm going to get the dog out of here. Hey. Come on. <laughs> Upstairs, boy. Here she comes, goes the door. Sit, boo boo, sit. Good dog. Oh. Oh. Simon and Simon had that. That wasn't the only show. Family Yeah. Yeah. Simon and Simon was a great show. Yeah. Joe McCraney. I remember Simon and Simon. I remember C the name, but not the show. CBS. Simon and Simon was after Magnum B.I. Right. All right. Yeah. Magnum B.I. Sorry. Oh. Okay. Didn't Blossom have that, too? I have no idea. Whoa! 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 whoa. Joey Lawrence. Yeah. Alright. Although I did like six. One. Yeah, she was hot. <laughs> Tabang Topanga? Nah. I was never into her. Topanga! I was. <laughs> How did you like Topanga? No? no. What? I did, you know. I, you remember Topanga? Yeah. No, you don't. Oh, God, yes. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. Season, Come on, Topanga! Season, oh God. Seasons uh, one and two, uh, Girl Meets World. It's fucking awesome. Then they got stupid. Alright. Anyway. <laughs> That's prior, prior to Vegas, when uh, the MTV Awards were happening back in September, Tupac Snoop went out to New York City. They wound up having uh, a feud with one another. After, um, prior to the award show, Snoop goes on Angie Martinez, and Angie Martinez talks about the East West Coast beef. And Snoop is like, "Oh, you know, I want to work with, uh, I want to work with Big and Puff, 
I want to work with the rest of the bad boy camp because they're my homeboys. They're my friends. You know, I want to, I want to try to. We, we wind up sitting around smashing up. We uh, smoked some weed together already. I want to get in the studio and work with them. Mm -hmm. Wait, Snoop smokes weed? Wow. Oh, cool. now, nowadays, more like weed smokes Snoop. Yeah. He wants to squash all this beef and everything. And he's like, take and love for my whole place. Tupac was riding in a limo with Suge, and he heard the Andy Martinez interview. And that just made him irate. It just hatred, animosity. He gets on. He, he gets on the airplane with Snoop, and, that, and Snoop's trying to talk to him. Hey, you're going to go out to Vegas. You're going to go out to Vegas September 6, September 7. And that Pac didn't even pay him no attention. Pac just blew him off. That's like a five-hour flight. Snoop's, you know. When when he got on the plane, Suge had Snoop security, all his bodyguards removed. Snoop was flying on that airplane by himself with Suge, his goons, Tupac, and his posse. Snoop was afraid of his life. He slept on the back of the plane, five-hour flight, and he had a he had a fork and a knife. He was ready to you know if anything jumped off while on the plane. He got into a disagreement. Pac, Pac quit talking to him, and then when they got off the plane. He's telling, he's asking Pac, you know, you're going to go out to Vegas in September, you're going out to Vegas, you know. Pac went, brushed them off. They were in New York City, they hardly spoke a few words to one another. Pac was doing all the talk and present the award and everything. That was, yeah, that was right before the time frame of that, yeah. And, uh... So he wound up. No, no. <laughs> We're laughing at laughing still. It hasn't gone away. It's a giggle. Okay, New York City. Wasn't talking to him. Then what? I'm setting you up. Okay. So they were going to New York City, or no, they, they were leaving. They were New York they were leaving New York City, and yeah, they were leaving New York City. At that time, that movie awards were always at Radio City Hall. Yeah. Right. MTV were. Yeah. You know, Pac did all this speak, speaking for MTV. You could see video clips of it on YouTube, and that Snoop just sitting there, you know, just with the holding the microphone, and nothing would happen. They went back to California. You know, they, they, they didn't speak to one another. There's a rumor that Tupac. Went in the studio just a couple days prior to Vegas. He wanted to make another version of Hit 'Em Up, just Snoop. Hmm. Whether that track exists, I don't know. Yeah. And that's a pretty hardcore track too. I'm Biggie. Yeah. He seemed a little bit upset. Pox telling Snoop, or uh, Pox telling Shug, he's saying, you know. What the fuck, you know, why the fuck, you know, he was irate, he was livid, you know, why the fuck Snoop going on the radio, you know, saying he's good with Biggie and Puffy, I came to your side, I defended your ass, your enemies are my enemies, your trailer got shot up when your ass was out here making New York, New York, you know, why the fuck are you, you know, siding with them guys for, you know, and he's trying to play it off like he's the, you know, peacekeeper, he, you know, tells that in a big meeting after Pac died, they go out to Vegas, Pretty much, who's they? Tupac showed. Tupac showed. Yeah. Well, let me explain yeah. that. Or uh, Snoop Pac, but yeah. It was weird, though, that 
he didn't mention any hatred towards Dog Pound either, and that was their song. Mm -hmm. And that CD was released in 96, 95, 96? 95, 96, yeah. Well, as much as Apoc was a badass on the streets, Daz and Corrupt were legit gang members, too. Yeah. So you don't really want to stir that pot too much. <laughs> right. And Corrupt then, was blue through and through all day. And then Tupac kind of lined himself up with Suge and the MLB Pyrus and everything, too. And Snoop's crew was all crit. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Even after Pac died, he still wears blue. Oh, Death Row was heavy, heavy Crips, yeah. The last last month or so, Tupac was just tired of the Death Row shenanigans. He was not seeing any money whatsoever coming into his bank account. He thought he had all this money he was making. All eyes on me. But sales generated that time in 96, like... 30, 40 million. Remember how many people left school to go to Northtown to go Huge, buy that damn yes. CD? When it, yes. Dude, Huge he sale. made me leave fucking school to take him mm -hmm. to go get the fucking CD. Yes, I remember that. Come on, let's go. What? We, we took that to the park, the uh, birthday party. Too. Yeah, I remember that. That was fun. <laughs> Jammed that all night long. It was senior year? Yeah. Junior, uh, no, junior, junior year. Junior year. Because it was fall right, of 95. Do the math, math baby. That was 28. Do the math. Fall of 95. <laughs> Come on, yeah, dude. that was Getting wild. Scared all your life. <laughs> <laughs> that was big on the peer pressure with me back then. Come on, dude, let's go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little, little guy, he's not there. Have <laughs> a <the> big spoon. <laughs> Fuck the Cubs. <laughs> Prior to Vegas, Tupac was unhappy with the surroundings of Death Row. Suge was not giving him the money he was promised. Suge was throwing him $5,000 a weekly bonuses. Keep him, you know, a little spending money here and there. Tupac did have a house in California by the ocean. He was saying, you know, when he first came to death row, he said, I want a house for my mom. He, Suge got him the house. It was like, I'm alone. The house was in Suge's name, but everything, quick little paper signed over. It was for a Phoebe, Tupac. And that was Tupac's crib to stay in, you know, in the you know, Oceanside, California and everything. See, that's where Sugar was a badass. He kept everything to himself. Yeah. You know, uh, if, you, uh, if you went on bad terms with yeah. Sugar, he'd just take it away from you. Yeah, because it was in his name. Okay, we'll just cut that tie. Yeah. So. And um, Tupac just wanted to get out of death row. He started getting talking to smarter people. He had a couple of his aunts, his, uh, mom's, his mom's sister and that. We're trying to get him situated. He was even talking to Quincy Jones because he started getting into movies. Redlock come around, gang related. Yep. He did that yep. movie with Mickey Rourke, Bullet, Bullet. If you remember that one, that was like a straight <coughs> DVD movie. Um, all this was all this was starting to happen for him, and he still really didn't have no money in the account. Suge and that. Suge, David Kenner, David Kenner was the attorney for Death Row, that was the one that got Snoop off on the murder trial. Yeah. They were responsible, they had accountants, they were taking money, Suge was, you know, using Pac's money, the royalties from All Eyes on Me, you know, into other things, other expenses, Tupac wasn't seeing that, Tupac was getting mad. Well, that was very similar to the beef Ice Cube had with, uh... NWA. NWA. Yeah. But he didn't. He, really... he was the lyricist, writing everything down for everybody and all that. But Easy, he was getting all the kickbacks. Well, yeah. Cube was more mad at Jerry. Mm -hmm. I mean, he Jerry was mad at NWA yeah, Jerry for not was, standing yeah. up for him, but he was Fuck pissed Jerry. at Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Straight out of Compton when that's when he's uh, Cube's telling Dre, you know, 
how the fuck Jerry and Easy are eating steak and mm-hmm. prime rib while we got his fast That's food right. and cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. You know, something's not right, you know. And yeah. then Cube got smart. Because he did the same thing to Priority Records when he got signed over there and wasn't getting his money. Yeah, yeah. Smashed up the fucking office up. Take it out what you owe me. So Tupac, he was smart, you know, lyric-wise, music-wise and everything. Just the money situation, he didn't fully understand that. He started having people in the family, friends. Quincy Jones even stepped in to help him. He wanted, you know, he said, Pac, after you uh, do this Vegas trip, we, we'll, you come back to New York, you, let's talk, let's get these lawyers together, we'll help you get out of your death row contract. And he was screaming, I want out of death row, I want out of death row. And prior, a couple days prior to uh, going to Vegas, he wound up going to Can-Am Studios in Southern California. He wanted his master tapes. He just wanted a clean house, he wanted the master tapes, and they were denying him the master tapes people that worked there at the studios was calling Shug David Kenner saying, hey, box down here, he's irate, he wants off a death row, he wants these master tapes and everything, and they wouldn't give it to him. So, Pac, later on in that day, he goes up to death row offices, he has talks with Shug David Kenner, and he fires David Kenner on the spot, you know, I'm done with you, you know, you're not going to, I'm out of death row, I'm out of here, after this Vegas thing, I'm out fuck death row you know I'm gonna start my own record label and everything and um, they pretty much Shug says hey let's go to Vegas let's squash this beef you know let's squash this beef let's settle this let's you know we'll you know you can walk away we'll get you know we'll come to an understanding I'll give you what you want money wise some of your masters whatever rights and everything they go to Vegas they go, you know, watch the Tyson Bruce Selden fight. Um, after the fight over with it, it ended, you know, so much so, so quick. They're walking through the lobby, you know, Pox on camera, you know, you see that Tyson beat his ass 50, 50 punches, 50 punches, you know. <laughs> and that and um, one of Shug's homies speaks into his ear. And, and that whole story is that. Orlando Anderson and Shug's homie Trayvon Lane. Who was Orlando Anderson at the time? Southside Crip member. So he wasn't law enforcement or anything like that. No, that he was no. just just a gang member. He was supposedly supposed to attend the Tyson fight and everything, but he never did. Trayvon Lane has had an issue with Orlando Anderson, like back in like June, July, over in a Lakewood Mall in Compton, California. The whole thing with Southside Crips was that they were had a uh, they were all together in a bounty to get a death row chain from a death row employee, and they take it to whoever. It'd be like worth ten thousand dollars for the chain, you know. And uh, Orlando ran into that Trayvon Lane Bloods versus Crips ran into the Southside Mall, the Lakewood Mall, and Orlando wound up snatching the uh, death row chain. Trayvon goes back and tells Suge this, you know, hey, uh, Orlando Baby Lane, he wound up taking my chain and everything. And then Suge, you know, oh, we're going to handle that when the time is right. We'll see them. Vegas comes around. Orlando is just walking around in the lobby. You can see the YouTube videos. He's just, like, standing around. Yeah. Now, the 
the contrary, my belief of this is that Orlando was paid to be there that night. He wasn't not attending the fight. He was being he was being paid there to take a beating. He knew, you know, everything was to come about. I don't want to say this. Everything was to come together that once Orlando saw Pac and Shook and the homies that he was going to get, you know, he took a take a bait and get beat up. Um, pretty much, Orlando was working with crooked cops at the time. And um, after this Tyson Selden fight, they were all supposed to go to Club 662. Tupac was going to perform for a benefit for uh, some old boxer, old time boxer in Nevada, the state of Nevada. And that, and, um, I'm watching. Okay. okay. <laughs> He's just got that intense stare. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. He, um, COVID. COVID. It's okay. <laughs> Spread the love. And, um, I'm just say this. Quickly. <laughs> Commercial break. You pausing? Yeah. I'm going to keep going. We're pausing. Yeah, I'm, I'll keep live. I'm pissing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like All right, I'm back. <laughs> uh, what did we lose? Nine okay. seconds. Okay, it's fine. I want to hear. I want to hear the story. Yeah. Well, you have to tune into the podcast. I'm here. You, I'm you, in the you, podcast. You, you can, <laughs> but if you go pee, you're gonna miss it. I don't listen. So to then this you can stuff. tune in on Spotify to oh. both uh, keep it down with Whiskey Nick, and you can listen to Like It or Not with Big Ben Shady. Ooh. See how oh, I did shady. that? You see how I did that? Uh, just a quick plug on both? Sure. <laughs> Orlando was at the MGM Grand by crooked cops. You know, he was getting his he was getting his criminal charges reduced or even knocked off and paid to be there in the lobby to take a beating. When Pac comes out of the fight, you know, he's jumping around talking on the cameras, 50 punches, 50 punches. Trayvon Lane is a part of this working with these cops and the head of Shug Security. And the blood. Right, right. Yeah, Trayvon Lane mentions the Pac, you know, hey, Orlando's right there in the, he's right there in the lobby, you know, he's the one that stole my chain. And then that's when Tupac run off, then you see the MGM footage, yeah. Pac, Shug beating the shit out of Orlando. Yeah, it turns Anderson. out, yeah, the, the big scuffle in there. And... Yeah, for a few minutes, they all get up, and you know, Tupac's taking off, you know, walking real fast. Tupac's bodyguard, Frank Alexander, he escorts, he gets Pac out of the casino because they kind of didn't know all their way around the MGM Grand. But right. Frank Alexander, did. he went to the casino prior to that day. Frank escorts him, gets him out of the casino, and then you see the video footage, Tupac walking, you know, storming, just how he did after he just got into a fight and shit and that. And, uh, they left, they went on to the Luxor Hotel. Hotel. <laughs> I'll go there too. <laughs> they went over to the Luxor Hotel. <laughs> yeah. He goes to the Luxor yes. Hotel across the street. Um, why, why Tupac's in that hotel? He's supposed to his room. He changes clothes. He you know, has a little meeting prior before he goes to change his clothes. All right, I'm going to change clothes. I'll meet you down here back in the, by the parking, you know, by the cars here in 20 minutes. We're going to go. Shook says, we're going to go to my house before we go to over to Club 662. That wasn't a part of the original 
Right. Itinerary. So, Bach, you know, changes his clothes, and at that time, he's with Quincy Jones's daughter, Kadada. That was another thing, too, he wanted out of death row, because he wanted to marry Kadada Jones and have a family and have kids. He wanted to maybe, like, be semi-retired from rap. You know, he knew he recorded enough music. He put music out once every three, four years, an album that was his own game plan. Retire, get into movies, too. Be a big-time mm-hmm. player in the movie theaters, the movie game. And, uh, you know, he tells Kadana, oh, I just want to fuck up this uh, crib up in uh, MGM. I want to beat his ass, me and Chuck and all that, the homies, you know. And we're going to, you know, he changes his clothes. He keeps Kadada. Tupac's sister was there too at the time. He keeps them all at bay. Says, hey, you guys chill out here at the casino. You guys are not going to Club 662. It's a guy's night out only, you know. We're going to party, have a good time. I'll see you by 3, 4 in the morning and everything. And, you know, get and Tupac's sister's like, fine, you know, go do it. He changes, he changes the clothes. He's in that green vest that you see, you know, from the last photograph. You know, before he got shot. And so he meets down with Suge, gets into the car with Suge from the Luxor. They drive to Suge's house, which is like 20 minutes from all the casinos and all that main strip. They're in the, they're in Suge's house. Suge, the outlaws, Tupac, a couple of the bodyguards. They're all, you know, in the house. Half hour, you know, progresses the time and everything. There is a story that possibly that when they were all in the house together that Tupac and Suge pretty much discussed, they squashed their settlement, they beef. And he told Suge, finally, I want out, I'll give you my rights, I'll give you my music, let me be a free man, I want to leave, I'm going to go do my Machiavelli records, you know, and Suge supposedly grant that to him. They come to an understanding, they do a little smoking and drinking and everything prior. They get in the car, they leave from Suge's estate home out there in the rich end of the Vegas area. They drive, they're on their way. They're they're on their way to Club 662. They go down the Vegas Strip and they turn that right there on Flamingo. Flamingo and Cola, I don't know if you ever went across that road when you were out there. Have you ever been on I know road? Flamingo is, but not the other side streets, one of those back streets, right? Yeah. Uh, right by the I-5? Yeah. The west side of the... Yeah. So they go to the Flamingo, you know, they get 15. to... They're driving, they're driving Flamingo and Cobol, and that, and then they're at the corner getting ready to make that right on the Cobol, and then there's a photographer works in all the major Hollywood production everything. He's the one that snaps... You know, a picture, hey, Pac, you know, get a picture, you know, and that was the last photograph, and that's when Pac had that scared look, like, well, fuck, what did I just do, you know? And that Suge had that look of, he knew what the fuck was going to happen. Yeah. Suge was driving, or at least on on the left side of the car. Yeah. And uh, he took the the picture of Pac, and Suge said, hey, we're going to go to uh, Clip 662, come meet us up for like 20 minutes, you know. Well, I'm going to perform, Pac, you know, I'm going to perform, I'll get you in. You know, and come drink and have a good time, you know, and shit. And dude was like, all right, yeah, I'll be there, I'll be there. But then once they made that turn right into Flam- uh, Flamingo to Koval, well, before all that happened, too, their car got stopped because the music was playing too loud. The cops, Vegas PD, the bike patrol, give them a fair warning and a ticket. You know, you got your music too loud, you know, next time I'm going to haul you guys in. And, and, and uh, give Sugar them a warning. 
they're from Flamingo, they turn right on the Coval, and the way the cars are positioned, it was Suge's homie, Trayvon Lane, the front car, like there's like four lanes. I know, gotta, gotta picture it yourself, the audio, the visual. So Coval runs uh, parallel with the I-15. Yeah. Which is essentially uh, your uh, your Luxor, New York, New York, like Mirage, this. all no, run no. north and south. <laughs> and that's the back half of all the casinos. So that Coval is like your access road to all the back entrances to the casinos. Okay. As yes. opposed to the main entrance off the strip, which is... You got your four lanes. Suge is in the third lane. His homie Trayvon Lane is in the front lane. The bodyguards... Or the bodyguard is in the back car with the outlaws. This fourth lane is open up. That's the turn lane. There's another side street. So they're driving just a shortly a little after 11. They get to a stop sign. Or not a little stop. bit of Kermit squeaked in there. <laughs> they get to the stop. <laughs> they, get, to blow up earth. <laughs> they get to uh they get to the red light. I'm sorry, not a stop sign. They get to the red light. Here comes this white. Cadillac. There's there's this, the debate if it was either a Cadillac or a Lincoln Continental. It was a white car. Here comes this white car come pulling up, and as soon as they get right by Pock and Shug, you see an arm come out. And then they fire the nine shots. No, not nine, seven. They fire the seven shots into the car, and then they take off, go down that side road, wherever, whatever Cobol connects to. And I that, think it's tore up now because that's where the uh, T-Mobile Arena sits yeah. and parking for all that, right behind New York, New York. Yeah. They fire the shots into the car, and that and that's and that was where they uh, where they shot Pac, where he lost his finger, shot one in the upper thigh on his right leg, and got the fatal blow with his lung. Oh, the, that, the leg one wasn't the fatal one? Wasn't the, the, the femoral artery? No, 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 okay. it was the lung. That was the fatal, through the fatal. And then he lost his finger, too. And when that, when that guy was firing the shots, Pac tried to jump over into the back seat. And Shug grabbed him automatically, kept him down, you know, and like shield him. Yeah. And that, and uh, Shug, he claims that he got shot. There's a bullet in his head still to this day, everything. And that never happened. What happened with Shug is that it was just blast blast of shrapnel from the car yeah. and got a little into his head and that and then once the car did the shooting they drove on and then you know Shook knew what was up you know, oh, you know look over see Pac you know barely breathing he Pox kept himself calm he didn't panic and everything because he knew prior 94 when he got shot in New York how to keep yourself calm and panic so you don't get yourself you know easily die fast yeah blood worked out right heart pumping yeah Keep yourself calm. Keep the blood. Keep yeah. going. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. You know. And so then Suge knows. You know, he, I gotta get. You know, get back to the hospital. He makes that U-turn, goes down, back down Flamingo, and he goes right to the Vegas Strip. And then his tires are all blown up. The rims are all bent up, as you see in the pictures. There, in the middle of the Vegas Boulevard, pulled over. Here comes all the bike cops. You know and. The bike cops, you know, got their guns out and that. What's going on here, you know? And that, hey, you know. Hi, Tracy. <laughs> That's not what the bike cops said. The bike just walked by. <laughs> Hi, Tracy. And, uh. Get your gun? 
got such a deep voice. Listen to him on audio. He's actually got yeah. a good voice for it. It's, it's yeah, baby. Him and Nufa both. Yeah. <laughs> so I hate my voice. I, I do not hate my voice. No, you, no, but it works good for audio. Thank you. And so the cops don't know, you know, who these guys are all are, you know, and then they out there, the bodyguard, you know, hey, that's a CEO of a major record label, Tupac, and the hottest, you know, rapper in America. He's laying in the car right there. And, uh, Hi, cuz. A few minutes. Hi, cuz. What's up, blood? <laughs> and then, uh, you're okay. <laughs> Donnie V making the pee. Go. Yeah. Um. Go on. I'm watching you while you go pee. Oh my god. Oh my god. Water's cold. Deep too. So they're laying. So, the so they finally, you know, they knew who it was. They got Tupac out of the car. They laid him on the ground, like cops. Call for an ambulance and everything. Shug and Tupac ride in the hospital. I guess the ambulance was big enough to have them both in there. They were both on the gurneys. Big ass ambulance. Yeah. So Vegas, man, you'd be surprised what they got out there. Yeah. So they wound up riding to the hospital together and shook. And the nearest hospital is what? UNLV Medical? At yeah, the north you, end of the strip? So it's still yeah. not easy to get to. Northeast yeah. side. Yeah, and uh, shook, you know, supposedly says, you know, Pac, Pac, you'll be all right, you know. You know, hold on, you know, don't, you know, fade out, you know, and then Pac supposedly tell, telling Suge, you know, oh, fine, you know, you're the one that got shot, you know, tell Suge that they get to you, you know, they get to UTMC, they go their separate ways, Suge's in one room, Pac's in another room, and that was the last time Suge seen Pac. And then uh, Suge got discharged, he goes home at like 6 a.m., and then and Pac's still laying still laying up in the hospital. He goes into a medically induced coma and everything. He's fighting for his life. I guess, you know, they say the story is that his heart stopped a few times. Mm. He died a few times, and then they resuscitate him back to life. Wow. Put him on a medically induced coma. You know, and then September 7th all the way to the 13th, he's in that hospital for six days. The reports are coming out that Pac's going to survive this. You know, he's, he's fighting it now. And that the, ser- the wounds are not serious. They're telling one report, you know, wounds are not serious. The wounds are not serious to where it's nothing life-threatening. And then each no. each day goes did, by. Did you coil it back up okay? Then each day. Me? Did you coil it back up okay? I didn't uncoil it. I just hit the yellow or the red. No, you're person. a wiener. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's there. Okay. So then each day goes by. Then the <laughs> next. Maggots. Okay. Like, it's Then like two or three Maggots. days later, then you find a report. You hear, you hear that uh, Tupac loses a lung. They got to remove a lung. You know, too much bleeding, lung filled up. They had to remove a lung. Is it midnight? No, she got about ten more minutes. Right, my watch died. Go on. And uh, she would bury it. Say a prayer. Add like a Z, like a Zam, son of a bitch, goddamn. Go on. <laughs> Poor shitty cow titty. So they removed the lung? We were doing so good. Yeah. They removed the lung and kept the beef though. This refill brought to you by Rum and Coke, Captain Morgan. Won't <laughs> be the first thing you lost. Wait, where are you going? It actually got pretty serious there. We all got quiet, the story got good. <laughs> that, was, that was fun. Refill. Quick little shout out on social media. You can find me at Scrooge468, S-C-R-O-O-G 468. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. 
Don't find Donny V. He doesn't want to find you. <laughs> you G, any shout outs for yourself or fuck them all? Only for milk. I'm just okay. here as a third wheel. I got just you. looking for a milk. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Just look good. Send milk from our way. All right, I want a cougar. I'll give my uh, my my every show PSA. Uh, black refrigerator. Uh, bag your trash. You got trash, put it in the, the bag, the tie the bag. colored refrigerator. It's a black one. I got a black one and a white one. The colored. No, it's colored, colored black. It's They're made black. color, don't they? Technically. It's, it's black. It's black and whites are shades, not colors. You said points. I mean, if you really want to break it down, did you just goggle semen? <laughs> that was, that was. And also, bend. do not blow your grass clippings into the streets. It's motorcycle season. That's bad shit. motorcycles. Hey. Night. Fuck you. Damn. Wow. <laughs> I can Arch. say it. <laughs> I'm allowed to. <laughs> he gets his lung removed. He's Which still fighting. Right. He's still fighting. One that got shot. It was the right lung that got removed. There we go. Not the wrong one. We want to. I want inquiring minds. Exactly. I'm not doing it for DNA. Well, I am. He sits. He's still. He's still in his medically induced coma. The next few days, thirteenth, and that, and um, doctors are just telling Afini, telling us, Doctor, Mom, doctor, give, give me the news. Did I lose a lung? Yes. <laughs> They're um. They're just filling him in on, you know, they're, t they're telling her, they're telling her, you know, hey, your son's not going to be able to pull through this, you know, and she's just like, I can't have him suffer. So on the 13th, that's when they said, I decided to pull the plug, 403, he dies, you know, on a Friday. Damn. And that spent that, you know, the days in the hospital, like six, seven days in the hospital. Damn. I was working at Fritz and Alfredo that night when I heard on the radio. Rumors was always that That's it was, uh, was that it was a hit by Sean Combs by P uh, Diddy. Fuck Daddy. I knew that was that. Based on the story you just told us, it sounds a lot. Yes. Like Suge Knight had a hand in it yep. himself. It sounds like it. It does. Yeah. By holding him into the car, yes. And by sidetracking, hey, let's go to my house instead yeah. of Can going right to the bar. Even before the Vegas situation, <laughs> it sounds like Suge because look. The easy situation and the Dre situation. Yeah. He wants all the money. And Pac, oh, yeah. Pac was doing everything yeah. the right way, the legal way. And Shug didn't like that. He was losing millions. Right. That's, that's why he agreed yeah. to it beforehand. Let's yeah. let's end this beef. And then yeah. I'm. he it's, knew what was going yeah, on. It's the fake squash of the beef. All right, right. Yeah, we're cool now. I'll give you everything. Of course I'm going to give you everything because I'm going to turn around and have your ass shot. Okay. That's how it sounds, at least. Go on that. Yeah. So go ahead. Hit us with some knowledge. <laughs> you got my permission. No, that's... <laughs> That's always been thrown about there that Shug was involved in everything. But from my, what I've been reading stories, listening to, that Vegas was the time the hit was to come on Tupac and Shug. Ooh. Mm -hmm. These crooked cops. Should have got him. These crooked cops that were involved as the shooters and the head of Shug's security. When Pac got to Vegas, the head of Suge Security that managed all the death row artists, watch bodyguard and everything, they were told today in Vegas, lay down your weapons. Lay down your weapons. You're not carrying any weapons at all. How come you're not carrying any weapons for your biggest rap star in America? He needs to be protected and everything. Yeah. Anything could jump off Pac and you know, get shot in a casino, you know? Mm -hmm. 
The other thing too, because you can walk in and out so of the casino with why ease. Why did they want Suge dead though? This why is where the, this is why the story yeah, changes. This is where it becomes a new new, new ball game. This is where yeah. I'm asking about P Diddy because that East Coast West Coast beef was still going on with Pac and Bad Boy. That's a theory. So that's, that's a theory too. That that's uh, that goes by Greg Kading and everything. He's got the book Murder Rap and he's got a series movie series about that. He's a he's an LAPD. I really don't fully believe into it, but it's an interesting theory that he has information that they go with the Orlando Anderson. You know, Orlando Anderson did the shooting that night and that P. Diddy met up. He knows people that are affiliated with the Southside Crips. P. Diddy knew Orlando's uncle, Keefe D. Davis, and knew some other Southside Crips they all got in contact saying, hey, we're going to offer a million dollar hit. Take out Suge. Suge all over again. Yeah. We're well, going to offer the million dollar hey, hit. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to step on your toes for a second because Ouch. a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, Bad Boy wasn't the, the dance song label it was. Like everybody got used to with Mace and Diddy doing all the 80s song remixes and that. Bad Boy was still pretty hardcore with Junior Mafia, Lil' Kim, uh, Biggie. Bad Boy was a pretty gangster for a minute itself before it switched gears to all the dance stuff. Yeah. I mean, even post uh, Mace, you still had the locks, you know, yeah. straight out of New York and all that. So Bad Boy dabbled pretty hard with, with the hardcore stuff too. So yeah. don't let it fool you as, oh, it's just Bad Boy Entertainment, it's just them putting out dance music. No. Bad Boy was still a rough group too. Yeah, but Puff, Puff never had Sean Combs. Puff to never, this day, hand, never had the balls. To do he never had like a hand in the mix, but he had no problem sliding money to somebody else who did. Yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, but he wouldn't have the balls yeah. to pay. He's got the money to pay for the shit. Yeah. Why would not do it? Yeah, he offered to the Southside Crips, Keefe D. Orlando, offer a million dollar hit to take out Suge, take out Tupac, and then there ninety six million dollars was a lot of fucking money. Still a lot of money. True. Yeah. yeah. And that goes into a whole different story, too. P. Diddy's bodyguard that used to watch Biggie to the time he died, Gene Dio, that's a good uh, That's a good listen to, too. He's got a YouTube channel. The Last Big Night, there's three parts. He's a good storyteller. He's He's got his same story he tells for the past 20-some-odd years. He says that he, when he was working with P. Diddy, P. Diddy had mentioned to him, he says, I don't care if Pac got to die, I don't care if Big got to die, I don't care if Suge's got to go to jail. P. Diddy wanted to have that limelight. And Bad Boy and P. Diddy kind of really did take off after Biggie died. Oh, yeah. They yeah. did have their yeah. big years, but Bad Boy really went to a whole nother level so what after was the, Biggie died. What was well, the thing? I mean, when, when Pac died, between Pac and Biggie died, what was the time frame on that? That was like, oh God! It wasn't that long. No. September '96 to March '97. Yeah, six months at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And which was gr- hilarious because uh, not funny, but just funny the way it happened because Big had re- already recorded Life After Death. Right. Yeah. So that's why you know that double CD comes out. You know what? A year after his murder, roughly. Yeah. They they saved a lot of the tracks, remixed them, and turned it into a double CD. Yeah. And he shot the hypnotized video. I'll be missing you. He shot the hypnotized video just like a couple days right before he died. No shit. In March of 97. That was when he was out in L.A. for a month. 
he didn't even want to go to L.A. P. Diddy made him go out to L.A. to do this. P. Uh, Biggie was supposed to go over to London and do some international tour with his album coming up and everything. And well, to, to add to the twist, the biggest hit off that album was uh, Notorious Thugs with Bone. That's P. Diddy and Ruthless Records working together, putting those two on the track. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a... There was a lot of good hits off of that, too. Yeah, there was. Hypnotized. Not really. The sky's the limit. Notorious Thugs. You didn't, probably never even heard the CD. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a good CD. But, but it was an interesting mix of how everything transpired time-wise. And everyone thinks, okay, you know, someone just put an album out. Albums are usually a year in the, in the works, you know? You, you come up with your, your baseline beat... You put your lyrics down. There's all this mixing and all that stuff that goes on behind the scenes. You add your ad libs, your your marketing, and all that shit. And yeah, I don't, I don't believe honestly that Biggie was gonna do a double album. I think Pete Diddy just did that because pocket. Oh, it wasn't his. even supposed to be titled Life After Death. It yeah. was just another Biggie album. Yeah, but, but because it was but post, Diddy just wanted that to be a double album because oh yeah, we got Pac all eyes on me. Yeah, we'll just cap. Yeah, yeah, we'll capitalize on what happened. Yeah. Yeah, we come drifting <laughs> off into Biggie. Yeah. yeah, right after Pac dies. Okay, um, so Pac dies. Mm-hmm. Um, the story of that is there's a whole whole other thing that David Kenner, the attorney, was responsible. He quarterbacked the hit, and Reggie Wright Jr. was the head of Shook Security, Rightway Security. He was involved in it, and actual, there's there's claim of actual shooters, this is all coming out now, newer evidence, Orlando was not in the Cadillac at that time, like 11.15 when all this went down. When Orlando got beat up in the MGM Grand, Orlando, there's a statement from one of Orlando's friends, Corey Edwards, named, after he got beat up, he got questioned by the police and everything. And you look at the video clips that Orlando didn't seem like he was seriously beat up that much. Either. What time was that hit? Was the beat up? Oh God, what was that like? Not too long after the fight. So yeah. the fight ended kind of early, like 10 15? Yeah, Vegas time. You figured yeah. 10 30. 10 30. Yeah. 45 minutes. They went to to uh, Suge's house for half an hour yeah. to smoke up and whatever and, yeah. and reconcile. Yeah. So you're talking. Reconcile. 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 When Pac got shot, it was actually like 11.15 Yeah. So you're talking 45 minutes between the end of the fight and him getting shot. Yeah. There's no way that... Yeah, they, they, it's not like they hung around for the interview after the fight. The fight's over, let's walk out, you know. it's yeah. Plus you're just huge star. There's no need to walk out with the crowd, you know. I mean, it's done and over, let's get out of here while we can. Yeah. And, um... Is that Trey Martin? Yeah, I Damn, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, we, we keep derailing. <laughs> I oh. like cheese, too. Cheese is good. Okay, okay, okay. Orlando, Orlando, after the beatdown, he went with, supposedly he went with his his friend Corey Edwards. There was a, a former NBA player, Stacy Augman, and his uncle, Keefe Deaver. Davis, they wound up going into the MGM uh, bar to have a drink. They were there from like to like 12, 1 in the morning. There's 
there's actual MGM full footage. Jasmine. There's actual full footage sitting in the Vegas vaults right now to this day that there's actual full of the full 24 hours of everything happening. You only seen so much of the MGM footage. You seen so much of the MGM footage. They had to use yeah. that for shook trial, piece everything out, edit everything out. But there's full footage. If you if that ever gets released, you if you see footage of Orlando sitting in the bar during that time frame between 11 and 12 o'clock at the MGM bar, that will not put Orlando Anderson in the white Cadillac. Right. Label him as the shooter. When the Cadillac came. And the guy pulled out and shot. Uh, Pac's bodyguard, Frank Alexander, said that the person that shot Pac shot like a cop. It was a trained, trained cop. It wasn't like no gangbanger. You know, they do real quick, fast shooting. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, uh, trained shoot like a cop. And then the whole thing was that was supposed to be to take out Pac and Shug. They missed with Shug. And, uh, because Suge held Pac there for that split second. Right. Either, like a either, as, either as a shield or to, you know, whatever he was thinking, maybe protect him or somehow, but yeah. But yeah, shoot, when, you, when you shoot, you don't just, I mean, you want to hold your arm steady because of the recoil on that. Yeah. So it takes a second longer, and then you also get that opportunity to re-aim, so. Yeah. And, um. When it, if, if that footage ever gets released that Orlando's in the bar, that'll put Orlando out as the shooter. So they have a person of interest, but they don't want to say too more of that because there's a bunch of new case files that are coming out now, like 1,900 pages more of the Pac murder. Damn. That's getting released. Wow. And R.J. Bond guy, he's got it. I've been listening to his podcast, and that he's releasing newer footage. And um, the story of that is that... Um, it may have been former cops. There's the name thrown out there, Kevin Gaines, as the possible shooter. They don't have pictures of this? Hmm? They don't have pictures or video of what went on? No, not the full. No. Okay. No, no this was 1996 video footage back then. It's all that grainy VHS shit. Yeah. So no. That's no, another thing no. that sucks, too. There's Could no. have been Aaron Hernandez. The other funny, well, the other weird thing, Sugar's driving. So if you're at a red light, your foot's on the brake. Right. If somebody's going to be shooting at you, the first thing you're going to do is... He couldn't get away from that because his homie, Trayvon Lane, was in the front of the lane and there was other cars blocking Oh, I would have hit that. I would have hit that thing in a second. And yeah. nobody has guns in front or behind him? He, he was in... What kind of car was he in? Shug and Pac was the BMW. BMW SUV, wasn't he? Or was it a BMW? I think just a normal one, right? Yeah, it was it was, it was small. Yeah, so you couldn't use a turn signal because BMWs can't use a turn signal. That's true, right? right. Yeah. Continue. I'm going to go visit the slapstick again. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, they're going to... You know, if that footage ever comes out that Orlando was at the bar, that would eliminate him, and then they'd have to go start looking into, you know, who who may have done that. Basically, Reggie Wright Jr., David Kenner, and Suge Knight's ex-wife, Sharifa Knight, 
There's a name you can look her up on the will. These three wanted Suge and Pac out of the way. They wanted Tupac dead so they could get a hold of his mask first. They knew that Tupac was worth more dead than he was alive. Oh yeah, because they had his masters. Yeah. You know, he was broke when he died, you know, didn't have no money. They were supposed to owe Tupac royalties from the All Eyes on Me. He was supposed to get a check like in October of 96. So they knew that they had to orchestrate some kind of hit to get Pac out of the way. They wanted Suge out of the way because Suge was doing his gangster bully mentalities. He was having problems, taxes, people were suing him, causing financial disdain. These guys that were in Death Row, his closest friends, his attorney, wanted control of Death Row Records. Is that Jenner? Yeah, David Kenner. Kenner. David, yeah, David Kenner. I was thinking Bruce Jenner, sorry. I know. <laughs> Caught that. I was just saying, I don't know if you heard, I was just saying about Tupac. They wanted Tupac oh, dead because he was worth more dead than he was alive. Yeah. Right. He had yeah, because they had the masters. I mean, you yeah. got the masters, you can... You you control everything. Yeah. I mean, he had exactly. all the all all the unreleased things that Pac had. How many albums did Pac had after he died? Three, four, like five or six. Right. Yeah. And how many did he have does, before does that? Machiavelli even count? Exactly. Right, he right. had more after he died than he had before. Right. <laughs> and he recorded prior to his death. He recorded over two hundred. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> They knew to get him out of the way because there was a fortune sitting on all his masters. Right. Not including his features. It's all the unreleased. All the unreleased shit. Yeah. Um, and they owned it because he had a contract with them. Yeah. Right. And you can't yeah. you can't get out of the That's contract. That's why you're, de you're you're dead. That's why a few years <clears> after <throat> his death, his mom sued death. <clears throat> Right and, to and that was, music. Right. And that was funny, Tupac's contract with Death Row was to, set to expire September 16th, 96. And he died on September 13th. Wow. They knew that they had to get rid of him. That is fucking so crazy. So you're, you're, the whole culmination of this whole two episode thing is that Suge had something to do with this. Or was it? No, Suge, no, Suge didn't have nothing to do with this. Suge oh, was blindsided. Okay. Why? Why? Why would you? Why would? Why would that be? Because um, they with, wanted with Death Row being in control of all the music that that Pac had. Why would? Why would Diddy have anything to do? He might have killed him, but he wouldn't have benefited from his death at all. The only beef they should have with Bad Boy is the blood crypt thing. Yeah, but Just he like would have owned all this. He knew that Pac was gone. Shug. He knew that Pac wanted out of that contract. Suge needed a scapegoat, so that way people didn't look at him. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, I agree yeah, with that. Yeah. But yeah. but then he says that, that Suge is not the one that did it, but Suge would have been the one that benefited because he controlled the label. Yeah. Hey, so, come in my house and rob me, but don't hurt me. Yeah. Right. Right, exactly. I'm the victim, but I didn't do it. So right. You, so who right. shot him? So what, somebody, what, what, what are you saying? What, As of I mean, right now, because everything's still up in you, the air, everything's still there's still information being released. It was not Orlando Anderson. It was a, a former. It was a. It was a crooked cop working with Reggie Wright. Reggie Wright Jr. Yeah, but who paid them? That's the question. Who paid them? Is, that is, is the whole the question. thing. The cop's not going to do it on, on his own because the cop can give a fuck. 
It was LAPD. It was a, it was a corrupt cop cover-up from L.A. L.A. cops were out there in Vegas that night. Okay. And they were in, interfering to the... All right, we'll go. You want to do a little more? No, we can stop. 